0: everyone welcome to cursed and before we get started a um, couple things this is the second part to the interview and conversation I had with Josie Hellebore her social media handle changed uh, since this was recorded I think in December uh, so I took any of those references out but to find her you can find her on Instagram at Josie Hellebore official and I'll link her other stuff down in the, the show notes and um, check out uh, Cursed Instagram, because when I post, I'll, I'll tag her and stuff. Um, but real quick, I have some exciting things to share. Uh, if you didn't know, so my other podcast, Hex Files, is currently doing weekly uh, clips on and little episodes on Witch With Me TV. That is on Instagram at witch.with.me.tv. Uh, there's a lot of other great um, pagan and witchcraft creators, authors. There's a lot of good people on there with a lot of good content. So go check that out. Um, Hex Files, um, they drop on Sundays. And we've had a lot of fun making them. And um, yeah, so if you want more paranormal goodness, you can go there. Um, as far as the um, upcoming episodes of Cursed, we've got a lot of interviews scheduled. Um, some really cool people featured, uh, I'm going to be guesting on some others, uh, but I'll I'll put more info on that coming up. However, I did want to say that um, next episode, so not this week, but the week after, um, I got to talk to, uh, if, if you listen to the show, you're probably already familiar with it, but if you're not, um, there's a little, <laughs> and I use the term little jokingly, there's a podcast called Old Gods of Appalachia. And I sat down and talked to Cam Collins of, she's the co-creator, she writes for it, um, and she's a practicing witch. And uh, I found out Hecatean. So um, we talk about um, the show, her practice, Appalachia, a little bit on Hecate, of course, because that's how it always goes. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that to come out. And not only that, it's going to be a whole Old Gods of Appalachia week because that Tuesday before the same week before this one comes out, that Tuesday, um, Cam and Steve, um, both the creators, you probably know Steve's voice. He's the uh, the narrator of um, Old Gods and they're both going to be on Hex Files and we're going to get more in depth into the show. We're going to talk about like the monsters, um, inspirations, um, some some lore and stuff that inspired them and some history on it. So uh they're really cool people. Uh, if you don't already follow them, and if you don't already listen, check them out. But that will be coming up soon. I guess that's all the updates. And uh, yeah, so enjoy the um, second part of the interview uh, with Josie. This is Cursed, and this is part two with uh, Josie Hellebore, and we're talking about um, Satan. We're talking about homesteading. No, I'm kidding. But um <laughs> Can if you want to, but you know. Yes, the devil's in the details. Um, so if you need to to know how to preserve berries and jams, um, <laughs> but we wanted to get more into like I guess your personal, um, because I think I don't know we described the devil as we know it, um, and the different paths. Mm-hmm. But again, we're not here to teach you about the different satanic paths. You're going to have to figure that shit out
1: um yeah um and but you know one thing i will say there's a there is a podcast that i like to listen to and it's called hail satan podcast and it's uh put on by satanic delco and they're also members of the satanic temple they did a really cool two-part special in the church of satan so if you really want to learn about it i mean they did it was it was very in-depth and they did a lot of research for it and actually it's where i learned a lot of stuff that i didn't know i thought i knew a lot about it like i i learned that um Anton LaVey uh, totally plagiarized the satanic bible which I didn't know that Uh, he plagiarized it from another book and the book that he plagiarized it from was like anti-semitic as all get out Um, and so it's like okay well yeah like I totally get where all these (laughs) misogynistic and and bigoted you know undertones for the satanic bible come into play but if you're interested in learning about the church of satan they do a really good uh, pictorial of what that is well yeah
0: if you want to send me um the links for those or uh, in a text you can send me the name and I'll I'll try yeah. to. those can you link a podcast in a podcast I think you can I'm not, um that would be cool <laughs> I definitely want to check those out too um and it, yeah it sounds like because like I said I you know cursed isn't really ever been the one that's going to go 100 percent in depth like if you can google it you can google it and you can find resources we'll certainly give them to you but uh, you know i had you on because i wanted your viewpoints as well and like what it's like as a as somebody who practices so that's what i said it's like we'll talk about satan but we're not going to give you like this is where it started and this is like the books that are mandatory like you can figure that out yeah um i didn't know that you plagiarized it
1: yeah um a, a big a big 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 part of it was plagiarized oh I think. well, as, I mean, if I you're
0: going to call something a Bible, I guess you have to kind of plagiarize and steal. Um,
1: well, he apparently admitted it, but it wasn't until years later that he admitted that many that it was almost entirely you know, play drives. I think that the best thing that Anton LaVey did was, was bring a good aesthetic to the table. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually love seeing the footage from the original Church of Satan in San Francisco in the 60s, yeah. you know, um, those grainy videos, and there's, like, girls so it's like, the 666 and, and, like, red fake blood on their chests and stuff, and there's, like, skulls everywhere, and he's got that weird costume with the horns. Like, the aesthetic's great. Like, I love yeah, it. Yeah, not um,
0: bad, I mean...
1: But everything else, (laughs) it's like, oh, no. Um, There's actually like a lot of rules involved there. There's um, rules of the earth, like 11 rules of the earth. There's just like a lot of stuff. And like, I don't really like rules. Like I didn't get away from, um, you know, a dogma that I was raised in that was based on a lot of rules and guilt and shame just to get into something else it was also based in rules and guilt and shame or whatever no i can't really say that the church of Satan is is based in guilt and shame that's not accurate there are rules and stuff um it's more like a hedonism so like you know all about seeking like pleasure and indulgence and then whereas like the satanic temple is more like altruism and humanitarianism like doing for others and advocating for marginalized people and things like that the two are completely different um so and for me oh go
0: ahead well, I was going to say, like, when, when we talked in the last episode, um, mm-hmm. w- when you, when we were talking about, like, the contradictions, does that have anything to do with, like, the rules, like, the hedonism versus, like, was that what you meant when you said there was a contradiction in um, in some of that, or did I misread?
1: Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, there is a lot, some contradiction there. Uh, well, and a lot of it, too, is you know, talking about, like, being, you know, this indulgent person and being sexually free and stuff, but then you'll find, like, the misogynistic undertones there, whereas, you know, you'll still see that, that Christianized belief where the woman should be subservient to the man on some level, right? Like, the woman is supposed to, is is second rate to the man, and, and it's like, well, how is that, how does that fit, and how is that congruent if it's all about pleasure? So, it's all about seeking pleasure and stuff, when you think, like, you know, sexually, you can sleep with whoever you want and feel like guilt free about it, but not really if you're.
0: Oh, you just meant for the the men, okay? Well, I mean. Well, I mean, like when you talk about um, that idea of like. Um... Well, I
1: think for the, but I think for the women too. Like, if you're if you're gonna if you're a woman and you're going to like talk, you know, crap about like Christianity and like those kind of like, you know, obeying the man kind of crap, but then you're going to adhere to a satanic religion that also embodies those same values i mean then then you're being hypocritical too that's just the man
0: yeah that's what i meant by the um the idea that it's like well you can just do and have sex with whatever you want if you're a man you can do that if you're a woman too but you're gonna get slut shamed a little bit and you're still gonna have to follow these rules but you're free like you're still taking you're ignoring the whole premise of you know, being free and kind of doing what you want. When you put some some rules in there that, you know, have that misogynistic lean and that patriarchal like influence, you're like you said, you're being hypocritical about it. So, and and that yeah. was my my joke about like, well, yeah, it, it's it's 100% wide open if you're a guy, 99% <laughs> if you're a woman. It's still missing the point. Um, but yeah, you can't take somebody like Lilith, and and the ties to Lucifer, and the devil, and Satan, and say, these are what, um, you know, they bring to you, it's, it's do what you want, and all this. And then you can't slut shame Lilith, like by calling her right. a whore, and things like right. that. Um, yeah. And I, you know.
1: And that's, and that's what I, that's what, you know, what I tend to see, um, and I I hate reading that kind of crap. I'm like, it's like, it doesn't matter how great, like, the book is, and, like, how much information is in there about, you know, um, the history of the adversary, and history of, you know, Lilith, and the demons, and, like, the legions of demons, and all, all of that stuff, like, as much as I want to learn about it, like, that kind of uh, language and verbiage just really just turns me off. I'm just like, you know, what, just closed my mind to the whole thing. Um, That's kind of where I've, taken as long as I had trying to read the Luciferian Witchcraft book, like, I still will thumb through it, but, well, first of all, the book's, like, 500 pages long, almost, almost, (laughs) it's, like, 485 or something, but it's, and it's not well edited either, Um, so for someone like myself, like, (laughs) I'm very, I'm very good with words, and, you know, writing comes very naturally to me, Um, so when I'm reading stuff like that, it'll just really, I'm just like, why is there not an editor fixing this for you? Like, I don't even blame the author so much just because maybe you know you're the type of person that just types it out as it flows and there's some mistakes in there but you are paying an editor to <laughs> clean exactly. it up like, for so you, like, you
0: know, I <laughs> like, why did, isn't that
1: person doing yeah. their job
0: i probably did fuck up without putting a comma here but they'll fix it right that's what they're there right. for. right yeah, mean, yeah that's right. what you're
1: depending on them for right yeah
0: well um, um i had some of the problems with um flipping through some of that and i don't know if it's specifically um that one book i mentioned in the first um hour but There like the idea that I don't know. I I don't like the whole when when you talk about Hecate as this idea, because there's there's some that view her as like a queen of hell. Um and and not and not even like the Persephone idea, like a literal like queen of the satanic hell, um with demons and all that shit. Like I get that, but then there were there's also pair they also when they talk about her that way there's also like, I don't know, to me, when I read stuff like that, and I can't say it's out of that book, there, you know, I've read so much stuff about Hecate over the years, but, um, when you start looking at her from that angle, and then you talk about, um, Lucifer being this king, there is those, uh, there are those undertones of, like, well, she's second in command, and I hate that idea, where it's, like, yeah, why are we, why are we putting this fucking, like, king and queen bullshit idea that like. It doesn't apply to the deities in, and you know, it's like, you can call him King of hell. You can call her queen of hell. You can call him whatever, but why would either one of them be second to the other? Like, I'm, I'm sure there's connections and all this and that, but I think it's that idea of like, I don't know, maybe in paganism, I'll, pro- I'll probably get some hate for this, but that idea of paganism where it's like, there has to be a male and a female and they have to like procreate and blah, blah, blah. And they have to do this. Right. Like, I'm over that shit. Like, that's boring. (laughs) Um, Right. And I know the Holly King and all this stuff this time of year, like, that's great for stories and stuff. But like, I don't need that. um, I don't need that structure. And I don't need that like filter on my practices about well, there's a lord and lady and king, you know, because, you know, it's just fucking boring, right? I mean,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is boring. That's actually, you know, when I first started like my path like years ago when I was probably 14, 15, um, and it was around the time when the craft came out. Love that movie. Um, <laughs> love that movie. And I and I think they kind of did some some good by not actually trying to incorporate a practiced path. Like, I like that, you know, Manal was like, not real, I think was probably the best course they could have gone. Because I don't know that, I think when you try to do when you try to do actual, you know, uh, spiritual paths or religions or beliefs or, and stuff like that, and you try to do it on TV, I mean, look at what American Horror Story did for, for voodoo. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, guys, just don't even try, like, you know what I mean? Like, equating Papa Legba to Baronsa Midi. it's like, don't even, it, it just, just don't, just make some shit up and then just do it that way. Just, that yeah, means, make it, up. <laughs> just make some shit up which is what the craft did and I think they did good by doing that but for me it was like okay I was kind of at the time disappointed when I found out that wasn't a real uh, a real deity and that wasn't a real you know which uh path you know that I could that I could follow
0: uh-huh.
1: and back then that's like yeah. before this is before the internet and so basically we would just like pass around you know dog-eared books and stuff and like a lot of um, Scott Cunningham stuff going around um everything was Wiccan. Everything was Wiccan. I, I, yeah. I don't even know. I'm sure there was other stuff being put out, but there was nothing that I could get my little teenage hands on <laughs> right. at that time that wasn't wicked. And from the, from the go, like, I loved learning about, you know, the way that they would use like the herbs and, you know, make incense blends and, you know, manipulating energies by using the plant spirits and things like that. Loved all of that. Could never get down with the Lord and lady concept. Just couldn't do it. <laughs> like it was just, and I remember just kind of being disappointed, like reading it I mean, like, well, is this like all that there is, you know, um, which there's, there's, obviously there's not, there's tons out there, but you know, back then, you know, new witches kind of have a hand up because now like with, with internet you know, yeah, Google has got some of its bad qualities as well, but also a whole new world has been opened up to people that want to learn about the craft or any kind of spirituality, because it's just, there's so many ways to research. You I, yeah, know, I would and argue connect. that.
0: You know, you you find those people that like they read one book and like that's their dogma now. Um, mm-hmm. But I would argue that like as much misinformation as there is, like there's no excuse to fall for it because like you can do a right. Quick, you can do a quick search. Like is what I just read bullshit. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, done. <laughs> right. Onto the next. Right, page. Um, right, no, right. exactly. Did. Yeah, but back then when Ca- it
1: cross reference, cross reference. Yeah, back yeah, then it was exactly. you couldn't really
0: do that. Yeah, by then you had to find the other books that might you know, present a different argument or something else, but, and and that's not to say that there's anything wrong if that's, your, like, your thing, if that's your, right, if
1: that's I, your, I, yeah, I, if that's your thing, it just didn't, it just didn't resonate with me, and I don't know about you, but I've always kind of been one of those people that, like, I, I kind of was jealous of the people that, that do find it, that, that they find what they're looking for that first time around, like, my friends that were raised Christian, and they're just Christian, and that's what they believe, and they love it, and they're passionate about it, and, like, Not that I wish that I was Christian, but wish that it was just that easy for me, because it never has been. Even, like, learning about witchcraft, you know, my first, uh, what I was exposed to, what I learned about Wiccan, like, again, doesn't resonate with me. So, at this time, I'm, like, thinking, like, (laughs) is there something wrong with me? Well,
0: I think for somebody who, like, is always on that quest and that, like, looking for that stuff, like, that's, you're just fucked. Like, you're gonna, you're never gonna be satisfied, because, like, I was like, oh, my God, you know, agnostic never fit. Like, I mean, I always wanted to know more, but I felt like I couldn't just go on full a- atheism. And then I was like, wait a minute, pagan, like, this is it, this is it. And then I was like, right, this
1: is it. wait, no, it's, it's
0: it. not, but it's close. So, you know- We're
1: getting there, we're getting warmer.
0: <laughs> um, but like I said, that whole like Lord and Lady just feels all too like Renaissance Festival to me. Um, to, me
1: to me too, exactly. That's exactly the vibe that I got from it. And I was like, man, like, that's just not it for me.
0: So I don't need to be like, well, I like Hecate, so she's, she's married to the devil now, and, um, they, (laughs) and their daughter is, uh, is this, and, um, no, like, just fucking work with them, like, why, I don't know why there has to be this fucking idea that there's, like, I don't know, a king and a queen. I guess
1: it's human nature for us to try to put things in, in terms that make more sense, that we're more used to, you know, which is why I think you see, like, a lot of, um, so, you know, we were talking about this, like, in the last hour, like, trying to make one deity into another, while they might hold similarities and traits, they're not the same, but that synchronization is something you'll see in all kinds of cultures, and it's really offensive. It's really whitewashing, right? Like, I remember, like, I was telling, saying in the last hour, like, when I was studying about different ATRs and stuff, um, you know, African tradition religions and what those were, and I would read some books that were put out by, you know, white authors in the witch community more of a pagan centric community and they would call like orisha or law referred to them as african goddess of this well it's not it's not a goddess and it's not i remember one book one book called um one book referred to um i believe it was yamaya and they called her the oh no it was ocean and they referred to ocean as the african version of aphrodite and i'm like whoa No, 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 like you can't, you can't, no, no. But I feel like as humans, we have this need to want to break it down into terms that make sense for us rather than just accepting it for what it is. And so maybe that's why, you know, the, (laughs) like the wanting to break it down to where it's like a family dynamic, you know, like the king and the queen and the.
0: Right. I can understand why, or like when you take paganism, if you like, you can't really nail it down to, you know, but if you go back and you say, well, they were doing this because they needed um, deities for certain things, like, well, this one controls the weather, and this one does crops, and and you see the earth as kind of a, um, I guess, a life cycle, and then their idea is, well, life is procreation for them, which, you know, I mean, that's not the purpose of life, but that's certainly an aspect so I think maybe you get the male-female procreation, like birth, that's what the earth is doing, it's dying and then being born. And that's why you get these right. dynamics of like male-female and sabbat this and Sabbath that. Like, and, I, I, yeah. and at some point, like that just doesn't do it for me. And I'm like, okay, but what about all this other cool shit out here? Except, you know. Um, yeah. right. And so I, I think maybe that's probably tied to it too, is like Harvest and all the different Sabbaths and tying them into... Um, fertility and rebirth and stuff so for them and and that's not to say that um when you talk about uh having like you know any other kind of sexual orientation those existed as far back as humanity has existed absolutely that idea of like well rebirth and birth and all that stuff like you know that's you get that heterosexual idea for the Mm -hmm. so i think yeah that
1: concept of, of it yeah
0: but like to stick with that in this day and age as being the, like, and that that again bleeds over from our conversation about the masculine and feminine idea. Um, and I don't, I think those are too narrow-minded even for um, deity and stuff. Like, you know, there's different energies and there's different things. But um, yeah, as far as like, I don't know, as far as questioning and stuff, like I never did, I never did do a Wicca thing because although I, read about it and looked into it like I just knew it wasn't for me and and that's probably like my kickback from Christianity was it felt too like um structured to you know what I mean so yeah oh yeah yeah it did feel too structured that's a good way to describe it because I remember
1: back then in the books that I was reading it was saying that you know you had to be initiated like you couldn't just practice that's not really something that you see in books today even like like Wiccan sure. books and stuff like um it's more open and and the you know, an open practice, yeah. but, like, back then, it was, like, you can't be a witch until you're initiated by another witch. Yeah, that's I'm, like, wait, I, I was living in rural Ohio at the time, and, yeah. I mean, I mean like, where the fuck, how am I gonna get initiated, you know, but I didn't need to, like, I had everything inside me the whole time, right, like, right. I had the well, ability inside yeah. the whole time.
0: Now, you can get initiated online and become a Reiki master all in one day. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I think, you know, and and that's nothing against, you know, if that's your tradition and that's what you want to do, that's great, Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, that idea has, like, gone out the window, and um, you know, I think maybe the only initiation you need to be with a witch is to find yourself, and you know, the devil was in you the whole time, Um, but uh, for, for Satanism to, like, have rules, and you know, I don't know enough about the um, the whole point of like the reason he decided oh I'm going to make these rules and shit for you know to, I don't know now that he stole it I don't even know what the original source was the source material was for these rules. But. I
1: think well I think that the rules of the earth was, were concepts that Anton LaVey did create on his own but okay. there were other things within the, the the book itself that were not created by him Um, and the rules I mean there's a lot so there's there is the eleven satanic rules of the earth there's nine satanic sins and then there are nine satanic uh statements and i mean then they're just it's just all like really crazy stuff um some of it is like you can tell so anton was really um about you know shock value right yeah like and that's you know one of one of the the big things about him and so I think that a lot of that is translated over into those kind of works he created. And I think a lot of it too was just trying to like buck against the status quo. You know what I mean? Like it was the sixties, it was the sixties We're coming out of the fifties, which was an incredibly conservative, you know, decade, coming into the sixties and um, you know, things are starting to get, you know, in San Francisco at that, you know, so you get like kind of the free love movement happening. And so like a lot of the stuff that he wrote in terms of those are just like uh so like this one number five of the nine satanic statements satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek so it's just like we're going to take one of the 10 commandments or one of the things that jesus said and we're just going to flip it around and do the opposite of that because we're satanic you know what i mean Right. <laughs> so like and he does advocate for like a lot of violence in some of them but like i don't think those were the things that were that were um plagiarized it was some of the other meteor aspects of the book itself like the written paragraphs and stuff rather than like, like the, and the statements
0: Honor thy father and mother, fucking kill them and bathe in their blood. Like, rule number <laughs> yes. Two. Uh yeah, totally,
1: totally.
0: Right. It's just like how how obscene can we be in like perfectly
1: exactly perverse- exactly shock appeal.
0: Yeah. yeah, the other stuff. So um, but yeah, like when you um when you talk about the left hand path, because we didn't really get mm-hmm. into that yeah. last one. Um tell us what I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I tell us what, what does that your, like mean to me I like yeah yeah like describe what the left-hand path is and why right
1: right. well I'll just kind of give you like a little rundown of like so what you know my my path has looked like kind of like over the years so like I was saying like you know my first uh introduction of course was like weekend like like many many which is right not really feeling like that resonated with me mm-hmm. um and then for many years I practiced without utilizing any deities because i really just didn't know like i really just didn't know where i stood in all of it and like you i was kind of in this place where like well am i agnostic do i not believe in anything do i you know so i was not practicing with deities for a very long time and um it wasn't until i really started to work with hecate that i can say that i had an avictual deity that i resonated with and started to build a relationship with you know mm-hmm. now i'm sure like, because a lot of a lot of the witchcraft that I was doing in my 20s, and I've, I've shared about this on a lot of, in um, some blogs and, and some of my posts and stuff, you know, I am an addict in recovery. And so a lot of the stuff that I was doing in my 20s, I was high out of my freaking mind. So like, who knows <laughs> what entities or whatever I was conjuring up and or working with. I have no idea. Uh, I wasn't trying to, but that's not to say that I wasn't, right? right. Um, but as far as, and I think that that's another thing too, is that I was so lost in that aspect of myself. I really wasn't in a place to develop a relationship with a deity or or would any deity want to, you know, at that time, but um, so what Hecate did for me was she kind of came into my life in the very early stages of my recovery process, Um, probably about nine months or so into being, you know, clean and stuff, and like I was going to meetings and everything, you know, I'm like working like this 12-step program where they encourage you to have a higher power and so like I'm exploring like what that means for me and you know um, a lot of the 12 steps they they say God and him and like those are the pronouns that they use to describe God right and, yeah. I, and I remember just having so many resentments against that early on like why does it got to be a him why does it got to be God you know and like not really knowing why I was so upset about it but just being really really upset about it and then I started to kind of explore and I found Hecate and then I found out that, you know, she was kind of known for working with, like you said, marginalized people or people finding them at their most broken state, um, which I was not at my broken state when I found her. I had just come out of it, though. And I think I had come out of it to a point where I was ready to then begin a relationship. Yeah. Um, and so although I had practiced crypto craft for a very long time, I'd say like at that point, my, my craft got a whole new level. Um because I was clear-headed and able to really internalize the things that I was doing and what I was learning, and I was open enough to be cognizant of the deity that I was building a relationship with. <laughs> and um, that's kind of when things started to you know evolve for me. and i've and I've loved uh, Cindy Brandon has talked on this before um, getting to the left-hand path stuff about toxic positivity. And toxic positivity, you know, and I love the concept of it because you see that a lot in the witch community you got all these people that say only love and light. Um, they're light workers. That's how they identify, which that's fine. The yeah. But I have to tell it in my opinion and in my experiences and what I've learned is that whenever you're doing the toxic positivity, all love, light, all the time shit, you're robbing yourself from your natural aspects of yourself, right? Because we all have our darker aspects. We all get upset sometimes. We all get angry sometimes. And that's okay. Those are natural feelings. But you're also really limiting your magic. So, if you're only you know open to doing this this light love positive stuff, but you're shutting down any kind of um, the opposite spectrum, you're you're there's not balance in your magic. There's not balance in your magic. and i and I feel like although I do say you know identify as left hand path, I'm also, you know, not exclusively doing left hand path. like I'm not just exclusively doing things that work with the darker aspects, and that doesn't mean, left-hand path doesn't just mean to me, you know, like, doing curses and hexes and stuff, to be honest, like, I rarely have had have, have to do those, like, I don't go around doing that kind of shit, does I mean, I'm not still practicing left-hand path stuff, you know, like, I might be incorporating um, some darker energies and entities, I might be, you know, animism, like, practicing with, I use, like, a lot of bones and stuff, I kind of just like delve into the darker aspects, using things, not necessarily uh, doing a lot of blood magic, but like doing things to represent blood magic. You gotta be really careful with blood magic. So if you want to experiment with blood magic, all I can say is just be really, really careful because you're really binding yourself or whoever's blood to whatever the fuck you're doing. And if you're new, (laughs) maybe start out by using like pomegranate juice as a good substitute, uh, cherries, um, beets. These are all things that you can use if you want to do a ritual and you want to represent blood in that ritual to where you're not actually using your blood or someone else's and binding yourself to who the fuck knows what. Yeah,
0: And I was just going to say like, use somebody else's, be safe. Use somebody
1: else's. (laughs) Use somebody else's. Oh (laughs) my gosh. So, you know, and the lesson
0: before is like, you know, blood magic You shouldn't be scared of it but you should be very like aware of when and what you're
1: doing yeah Yeah, what you're doing and the same thing is if you want to learn about like demonology you're working with you know um lower level entities and lower level spirits like i'm not saying don't do it like i'm not saying if you want to like summon a demon or whatever like go ahead but just know like do your research on who you're summoning and like if you want to like so for instance the you know the less the greater and lesser keys of Solomon has the seventy two demons right. You can read through the seventy two demons and there are some that you can read their little description about them and you're like okay this is probably one that's going to be more favorable to work with. You'll read about somebody else and they're like you know they're they deceive the magician. <laughs> they very rarely pay their uh, you know they're you're not going to want to summon that demon to do a favor for you right? Like this demon is known for position. tricking the magician right you know? and
0: straight up says like do not summon this demon it will lie oh
1: my
0: god is this my demon is this the one yes. for me yes yeah,
1: so whereas uh, there's other like there's other ones that tell you like oh yeah they're you know very giving and they're they're free giving with um familiars they're known to give familiars. blah 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 like you know go that route but before you jump in and do it learn about it and learn about the things that that entity likes as far as offerings and stuff like just be smart
0: yeah i was talking about how to find your familiar and you could ask like your deity ask the devil um and ask the demons make sure you're asking the right ones but yeah see you yeah you don't have to ask a specific deity you can ask some demons like make some friends
1: Make some do friends, your, <laughs> but again, do your research first. Yeah,
0: or don't. I mean, we're not your—we're not here to t- to tell you how you live your life, but um,
1: right. It would right. be your That's best true. interest
0: to do to read, right. about what you Said like the yeah, territory. that would be that
1: would be my that would be my suggestion. You know what okay. I mean? Like, or you know, you might end up with like a lot of bad shit going on in your house full of ho- horse flies and yeah. you don't know how to get rid of them. Something weird like that.
0: Those are awful. <laughs> <You don't laughs>
1: I have friends that that's happened to you, you know, um, and, and there's, and that is tied with like, there's specific demons that like the horse lie is tied to. So it's a good idea if that happens and maybe you should look into what that specific demon takes as payment or an offering. And, you know, to be honest, my experience, uh, they're pretty easy to please. There's some basic ground rules, um, you know, things that they can't get themselves, right? So things of the earth usually, like, and when I say things of the earth, I don't mean just like rocks and stuff. I mean, crystals are cool. I've gifted those before, but worldly man objects, uh, uh, objects of man's world, right? Like our realm. Well, that's Um, like uh,
0: what I mentioned with like familiars, it's like you can gift them things, but like a lot of what I gift um, my familiar in return is like things like, um, you know, drinking coffee, like while she's like yeah. present and it's things like that like why would they want to like what do they get out of this it's like things like that
1: right um, exactly it's got to be a give and take um, another thing too another rule of thumb is th- give them something you want to keep for yourself like don't give them something that you don't give a fuck about that you don't give a shit about like, uh, like something you- that you want oh like i really love this chocolate that my coworker gave me for my secret santa instead of keeping them for myself you know maybe i'll give them to old such and such demon <laughs> you know what i mean right. like, don't,
0: yeah somebody gave me this like and I, I hate this kind and i'm just gonna give it to them because i want to get rid of it I don't, I yeah i it.
1: don't like it anyway um, they can have it yeah not good
0: yeah i remember that ava did something for a friend and she was like he was like well what can i do to repay you and she's like well uh whiskey and he bought like this tiny little thing of whiskey and her joke was like man you really fucking like
1: <laughs> don't want to pay
0: up like but um right no it was it, it was still fine but like it's one of those things too where i mean he didn't buy it you know he i mean he got a good one it was just you know a smaller version of it and it's like well i mean how how much but how giving and thankful are you um right yeah don't give them uh give them top shelf don't give them bottom shelf but yeah
1: yeah he, make an extra make a trip to the store to the liquor store or to the you know whatever the florist, because flowers is one that I like to give to, because flowers is something of this world that, like you know, demons that are in other realms, they don't get to enjoy flowers.
0: Yeah, de- I mean, they don't oh, like them. Yeah, demons don't get flowers, and um, that's sad. it's um, sad.
1: So that's one of my offerings that I do like. I do like to give is as flowers and stuff. And I and I don't just like take the flowers off of my, you know, kitchen table vase that are kind of starting to wilt. I go to the store and I buy them some that I specifically pick out for them.
0: And part of it is like that bullshit, like you always hear this time of year. It's the thought that counts, but like put some <laughs> put some work into it, not like put oh, some fucking effort
1: whatever. into it. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, oh, I've got yeah, some leftovers. Like, no, make a meal and like, yeah, you know, give it to to that. Like, it's the same thing as you would offer um, a deity. Like, I mean,
1: or do your ha- ancestors. Like, if you work with your ancestors and like, you know, you 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 cook a meal. Um, like for like ancestor veneration like they say serve your ancestors first don't make them their plate first of the badass meal that you made on you know christmas or whatever and let them eat first you know like that's that kind of thought process
0: right um yeah how uh, don't like treat it like a relationship like you don't exactly don't give them like shitty shit things give them good things (laughs) like the the demons (laughs) are like you know we got so many fucking rocks like oh, this is nice. This is, you know, a Starbucks gift card and some flowers. I love it. Thank you. Um, i tired <laughs> of all these rocks.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe uh, get them one of those seasonal drinks from Starbucks, you know, like the um, the pumpkin spice latte or something when it's yeah. limited time only <laughs> they can't get all year long.
0: Yeah, especially, yeah, that, <laughs> you know, that'll won't make them a cup of Folgers or something, you know. But, uh, <laughs> right. So that's interesting to me because, uh, I think, you know, the, when people think of the left hand path, they think cursing and blah, blah blah. But like, that's not necessarily, you know, all there is to it. So the fact right. that that you you're you're a left hand pather, um, you and then you say, I don't really ever curse anybody or do curses because don't need to. Um, I don't need to. But you could, you know, if you had to. Yeah, um,
1: of course. And, and the thing, I know.
0: I never like the um the best way to curse somebody is to bless everyone around them like just go you know, or play like go direct, go straight to right. them. it stop that's some anymore.
1: more of that toxic positivity exactly
0: shit. but um so what are some of like the besides giving demons flowers, which is adorable <laughs> but, like, but uh, what are other ways that you like could do the left hand path that's like you know that people just on the surface don't know don't think to that involves the left hand path if that makes sense.
1: Well, okay, so um, some things that you know that can be left-hand path that people don't think about is one thing that I have done. I haven't done a lot of hexes or curses, but I have done some removals. Um, I actually made this incense blend called Hexx. I remember, I was telling you about my old brand was Queen's Hive Apothecary, and we did like you know ritual kits and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that I created was Hexx, but it was only something I didn't sell it like as a kit. You could just buy any time. You know, you had to do a consultation. I would do a reading and determine it was in fact what you needed. Um, stuff like that, which is some pretty heavy, heavy work. Like if you're, if people don't realize how much protection and work you have to put on yourself, if you're going to be that spiritual worker or that witch or whatever that is willing to remove a curse from somebody, um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. And so it's, it's definitely something that people don't think about. They just think about the hex themselves, but removing it, you got to delve into the darkness for that too. Um, another thing is if you're going to partake in any kind of justice work, right, Mm -hmm. like it's like kind of like being a vigilante there's a lot of times where the justice system fails us and so um as witches uh, Witches we have the ability to take matters into our own hands and see that justice is served on a different different kind of justice on a different level you know
0: if and i do a lot of work with that between my familiar and um the familiar and the uh and hecate like i do a lot of justice work and honestly, if you looked at it on the surface, it would look like a curse, but it's not. It's, right. it's a call to justice. And, um, right. But it's also that kind of like, I mean, you get what you get, motherfucker. Like, you know, you have it coming and there's a lot of things that might want to see you have it coming. I'm going to let them handle mm-hmm. it. Um, right. But no, I, I like that idea because, um, you know, when you work with Hecate and you work with Satan and you work with all these, like you're going to be on a left-hand path as far as, if you had to pick a side, as far as like witchcraft is concerned, right. you're going to have right. to do the dirty, darker things. And that requires a lot of protection and a lot of like networking um, with demons and spirits and things like this. Um,
1: and sometimes it's just doing the the grosser, the dirtier kinds of spell work. like. I mean, you got, we've all seen because it's become more mainstream over the past, you know, few years or whatever, but we've all seen that meme where it's the the beef tongue and it's all sewn up with like the black thread and like the pins and stuff in it and doing stuff like that, (laughs) that you're not like, it's it's like the spell is like the the shut the fuck up spell or whatever, the end gossip and slander spell. It's not a hex. You're actually, it's almost more like a return to sender. If anything, it's more like a shut it down spell. Yeah, but the type of spell that it is is most definitely within the left hand path realm. <laughs> like, you right. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess you know I, I don't know. I would have more questions about like what do right hand path people do? Because I don't really, I don't think I've ever really done um, anything that would be considered. I mean, I've done like the little. Well,
1: I think that you, I think that you probably do all the time, just not realizing it. Like, so any okay. of the more innocent kind of stuff that you do, I would kind of throw it in there, like right, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't know, like basic.
0: I don't do a lot of, like, healing things, and I don't do, um, I've tried some prosperity stuff, but, like, I do have a knack for, um, the other shit, like, whether it's curses, whether it's justice, whether it's protection, whether it's removal or binding, and things like that, and I mean, that's just, like, what I do, but, um, you know, and maybe you're probably listening to this, and you're, like, fuck, I'm doing that shit, too, like, yeah, and it's witchcraft. Well, I
1: think that we all have, yeah, I think that we all have our kind of like strong suits, our, our you know, mediums that we're good at. Like, so like, I really enjoying like the hex removal stuff. It does take a lot out of you. It's a lot of work. Like I said, it's something that, you know, I never sold as just like a kit that you could buy through the shop. It was always, you know, it was very, <laughs> a lot of conversations went into play and a lot of divination was done to determine that that was the best course of action. Cause got a lot of people that think that they're hexed and they're cursed, and that they're not, and then you've got people that are legitimately hexed and cursed. And if you're going to go in there and advocate for them, you better know where it's coming from, True. because you don't know. Like, That's so as seen. this person's paying me, if they're paying me to come remove this hex, well, the person that is hexing them might not be the person hexing them. They're paying somebody else who's a bad motherfucker <laughs> to hex them. So then you're really going toe to toe with that person. You right. know what I mean? I would so say you got to really be careful with that.
0: The majority of people that think they are aren't. But there's also, to me, that's like the joy of part of it, because the more you think you might be, the more it's going to work if there is one, and the more you're just going to bring on yourself. So that's fun, too. I like doing that. Yeah,
1: Nine out of ten ten times, it's more of like people causing conflict and strife in their own lives through their own actions and consequences of those actions. (laughs) (laughs) Nine (laughs) times out of ten
0: um i'll take your money but um i'm going to tell you the person hexing you is you um i'm going to remove it but uh, <laughs> i actually wouldn't would not, i
1: actually wouldn't take their money so i just say i wouldn't take their I would, but i would tell them to be like look this is here's i did a divination and this is what you know came about that reading and you're not in fact cursed but like maybe it's what you're surrounding yourself people you're surrounding yourself with and the energy that you're bringing and a lot of times it would be it's like you're hanging out with a guy that's like you know, a known cheater, drug dealer die, and then you're wondering, like, why you're having relationship problems with this individual. Well, I mean, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, of course you're having relationship problems with that. You're, you're expecting honesty from a dishonest person.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you're missing signs, and you're missing things that are like, well, no magic is going to make this work, because the only thing you can do to make it work is to leave. Right, right. And so, you know, that's, You've self-cursed by keeping yourself there and you have to um, remove yourself and then things can get better. Um, but yeah, those are the people that think like, well, you know, why isn't my job getting better? It's like, well, are you actually trying to make your job better? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: what, what, yeah what mundane things are you doing to back like, up the magic? I want a
0: new job. I hate my job. It's like, okay, where have you okay, applied? You, well, I have never right. applied to anything. But I yeah, it's like, have you updated job. your resume? <laughs> well, no. I just want to hit. Yeah, um, yeah, it
1: doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. No, I. That is another kind of magic that I am good at. Those kind of stuff is um, road opening, and I am pretty good at prosperity stuff. Like that's road opening. is probably one of my favorites to do because it can be so diverse. I mean, you can talk about road opening in terms of new opportunities, jobs, financial success, stuff like that. Or it could be, you know, um, something completely different. You know, like educational opportunity. I don't know. I really like road openers. I think that they're really diverse and. Um, you know you can do a road opener on a thursday or a new moon so you got a lot of good opportunities i mean you can do one any time so like yeah. don't want anyone to think you can you can do whatever spell you want anytime you want there's right. just times that are more favorable than others yeah. you know and
0: satan loves you and satan is okay with whenever you want to do whatever <laughs> you no know, there's sometimes like i mean i'm not going to lie i mean if i'm doing a call to justice or a protection or something like um i like the dark moon for my familiar and hecate but sometimes mm-hmm. you can't wait. But if you can, I know there's going to be that little bit of an edge. So, yeah, there's there's energies afoot that will help you. But you don't have to be like, fuck, I need this done now. And it's not even a Tuesday in a, like, waxing moon. I can't do it. Like, do do it. Like, if you have to yeah. act, you have to do it.
1: I mean, you know, you can even work with the hands of the clock, too. So, I mean, like, there's so many different ways that you can work. And that's actually, like, an old uh, conjure um practice I learned that from Starcassus. that's another you know kind of folk magic that I like enjoy and learned a lot about was um you know Hoodoo or conjure and Starcassus wrote a lot of books about it I I don't really um work with it in that path anymore although I have a lot of respect for it and I and I love learning about it and I love the methods and stuff because they're completely different from like the European kind of in the Wiccan witchcraft and stuff that I had learned like the herb correspondences are different the mm-hmm. Spells are different. Everything's totally different. And I love that about it. But Hoodoo and Conjure is very um, Christian centered. Like a lot of the rituals and spells and stuff are done utilizing the Bible. And so for me, as you can imagine, that just felt really contradictory and just out of place. So, um, but I love to learn about stuff so I could still learn about it and, you know, have people that I know that are great practitioners within that, you know, within that path. And know that the path isn't necessarily for me.
0: Well, you know, and to mention too, like the the fact that um you talk about like um, I'm trying to think of the the book. Um, I can't even think of the book book, but I've talked about it before. I've mentioned it before. Um, it It's similar to um, that idea of like the mountain magic or the granny magic, where um, there's a lot of use of the Bible in you know yes. southern conjure. Um, mm-hmm. because that's what was available and it doesn't mean it's not effective but I don't like to do it um, and back to the, right. the, talking about Corey's book and not to like I'm not like giving it away because I'm not like oh my god Corey <laughs> but, um, you know there's a good point in there too where it's like there's this stuff that you can look at and appreciate and learn about but it might not be for you on a couple yes. different Terms like it might be appropriation, so you can't just take it just because yep. you learn about it doesn't mean it's for you. Um, yep, <laughs> but you know, so I like I appreciate these old like mountain southern charms and spells that no one here would call witchcraft. Um, they'd be like, no, everyone
1: well, those and then, those practitioners won't call themselves witches either, no, like, so no, sarcasm no. is fundamentally like she is, she's a conjure woman, she's no. not a witch,
0: you know, and they won't, yeah, they might not even call it that. It's just like. That's what Grandma always did, and that ain't no witch. yeah. That's a, yeah. Call my grandma yep. a witch, fuck you. Yeah, get out of this holler. But no, they're they're not like, <laughs> but they're still doing magic. They're still <laughs> doing that. Um, and I know like, uh, people use Psalms, the, the Psalms, because those are basically spell, you know, spells. Um, I have something that I like. I I have it, and I did it, and I fucking love that I did it, and it's so like, it's, like I love it, but I don't know what to use them for yet um so i burned a bible right and i've got the ash mm-hmm. and i know Ooh. there's two different thoughts like oh i would never do that even if i don't believe in it it's so blasphemous like you're just incurring all this stuff and i'm like fuck that i don't give a shit i'm gonna burn it i didn't buy it it came it just came well, the place i worked at they brought somebody brought it like you know oh um your business is open here's a bible and i'm like can i have that and i burned it on Solomon. And I've got a whole jar of ashes, and I don't know, I know they'll come in handy, but it's like, okay, well, how could you use them? You could use them in a blasphemous way, like, because sometimes, you know, that's a left-hand path and a satanic idea, I think, is Mm -hmm. to use something like that, you know, an upside-down cross, things like that. Make it blasphemous for a purpose, Um, and sometimes it's just about decor, Around the house, yeah.
1: You know, know, it sounds like it would be a really good. Um, if you've ever heard of like an unbaptism ritual, like that would be really cool to like anoint like the with the ashes, like on the forehead of the individual, like with an upside down cross or something. Like a reverse
0: like Ash Wednesday, but like upside down. Hell yes. Like
1: where you're going with this?
0: But I like there. I mean, there's a bunch of lore about how to unbaptize yourself because I looked into it because yeah. You know, it's like I fucking love this shit, and it's like saying yeah. prayer backwards uh, is like a common one. Um,
1: well, um, you know, Shiva Honey, if you're familiar with her, um, no, she is a talk. member of the Satanic Temple. She's got a book called The Devil's Tome, and she's got an um an unbaptism ritual in there. She actually sells a ritual kit on her website as well for that. They well, have, like to- a group unbaptism.
0: I wanted to ask you about her because, um, you said. Um, at one point you had recommended to check her out and all this, and that, and, um, yeah. yeah, so I guess when we talk about resources and stuff, like, she would be a good one, um, yeah, from her viewpoint and stuff, so, um, I mean, I'm not saying, like, hey, let's talk about her, but, yeah, that's the name I was thinking of, and I forgot to, no,
1: I, yeah, I, I really like her, and she's also, like, a really cool person, like, super approachable, um, you know, I, I messaged her with some questions, um about you know just I was feeling like very drawn to the satanic temple and like I'm just to clarify like I am not a member of my local chapter you can become a member of the satanic temple by just signing up on their website it's that easy and then you're considered like a member you can even purchase a card uh, then you can be like a card carrying member and the card is like 20 bucks and it it supports their cause and stuff and a lot of people do that that aren't necessarily that don't necessarily align themselves with that they just want to support because they know it's a good cause um but when i was first uh, feeling drawn to the satanic temple and my big hesitancy with completely aligning myself with it is the fact that they they do state openly like not believing in magic and stuff like that and like i said you know in the last hour like my experiences don't allow me to hold an atheistic belief <laughs> you mm-hmm. know my lived experiences are my lived experiences and that's the best evidence that i have and i know what i know and i know what i've experienced and i have experienced you know entities and spirits and things otherworldly um, so I don't have this belief that science is the only end all be all, like, I, I believe in science, absolutely, so I like, don't want to misspeak there or have that misinterpreted, I absolutely do, but I also believe in, you know, the paranormal and deities and, like, the occult and, like, manipulating energy to um, to achieve the outcome that I want, which is which is magic, like, that's how I would define it, right? And me, um, personally, so, I don't think
0: that there's a disconnect between science and that, like, it might be, you know what I mean? Like, right. That's all yeah, hard.
1: I know. I, yeah, I agree with you too. I agree with that too. It's like there, well, there, you know, um, alchemy was the first was before chemistry and like alchemy kind of like transitioned over into chemistry, but it used to be pretty commonplace for like people to believe that you could take, you know, different kind of elements and use those to achieve the outcome that you desire. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: It's, I it's mean, not the- an,
0: there's people it's not that not a
1: think, new age concept. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's people that think the Earth is flat. So let me have yeah. magic um, because they're <laughs> right, are like, right. I think that. So, um, but I think like you know, when you start talking about things that you can't explain, um, some of it is like you know really out there, and others is like, well, is it that you know outside of the realm? Yeah, or, is it? What is, we're yeah, on exactly. Track to like find out about, it. but um, exactly. But yeah, so, so
1: I. So, yeah i approached shiva because i was like I, I messaged her on instagram and i was like you know i'm like this i'm really drawn to like the the values and uh, the seven tenets really speak to me of the satanic temple i love the work that's being done The you know the humanitarianism work um, love it love it um but here's the thing i also identify as a witch and i you know practice magic right and you know she was very 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 kind and you know took her time out to really speak with me which is cool because like you know somebody like that does you know, she's um, a very busy person, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so she took the time to answer me, and basically said that she felt like there was room, you know, for the, for different kinds of Satanists within the same temple. she felt like it was, you know, becoming more open-minded, but um, her book, you know, her approach is a little different, like, I have seen her use, like, hashtags, like, magic, of course, when I say magic, I mean with a C, not with the a K, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: I have seen her use, you know, that kind of um, hashtags before, that can be, like, interpreted as different ways, but the way that you know she created this book, *The Devil's Tomb*, and it's all about rituals. And she actually creates and hosts a lot of the rituals that the Satanic Temple have. Um, the unbaptism and the black mass and stuff like that are all like kind of rituals that she'll host at different times. And <clears throat> basically, it's an it's a it's a book of spells for the non-theistic witch, which I think is really needed. Um, you know, she is an atheist. She does not work with deities. Um, she's of course you know, the book is called The Devil's Tomb and she is taking it from that non-theistic approach of it representing something. Yeah. And I just think that it's, you know, there's a lack of representation for the left-hand paths and all the manifestations underneath the left-hand path. And I think that that's no different for non-theistic witches and non-theistic right. Satanists, like, and non-theistic Satanists that also identify as witches, you know?
0: right. Yeah, yeah, um. So I,
1: I really yeah. appreciate her work for that. So I would highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, which is not tied to um anything but themselves so you can be a witch you can do spells but yeah you're right like when you say that like i mean there's i don't know i think it's i think it's more it's different now but i remember starting out and you did like well let me see what this spell is every it's like almost every and i don't know god it fucking sounds ridiculous but 10 years (laughs) ago I, i promise you 10 years ago a little bit over 10 years ago It was still hard to, I mean, it was there, it was just buried. Like your first thing is, well, you have to call on this deity for prosperity. You have to call on this deity to help with this. It's like, okay, well, they can help. I'm sure they will. They've got correspondences and relations to that. But like, that's not, you know, and then when you start practicing, it's like, that's not spell work is, I guess it is, but I'm not here to worry about correspondences um on that level like i want to do the prosperity so what do i do what do i want
1: exactly and i think that's kind of a really it's kind of a shitty way to approach a deity too like oh so i heard you're the deity that fucks with money you know what i mean i've never worked with you before i've never had a conversation with you before but i'm kind of broke so you know what i mean
0: can i I, I hold 20 dollars i mean that's what it's like and um i think i think the you know, modern day witchcraft is kind of going away from that idea. Um, and right. it certainly has a place because, you know, there's certain spells that you would work with certain deities and you certainly could. But why work with, and that, that's something I've always pushed, why work with something that you've never worked with before when you already have things that you interact with daily that could help you, like spirits and, um, you know, familiars and and demons. Like, go find you a, a demon that's not doing anything, get it some flowers and be like, <laughs> I need you to find me some money and don't go for the ones that are like gonna like <laughs> like you lost everything but here's your insurance payout like don't go for <laughs> this
1: and be very specific
0: yes um but I think we're coming up on an hour now or two hours we
1: are <laughs> yeah we are that, that it, flew by
0: and it doesn't even feel like it but there's so much to talk about um so like every episode that I do or have a guest on, I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface, but it is what it is. Um, but you know, I'll have to have you on again, and we can get into more. Um, and I hopefully that people that listen to this, because I'll let you know when it comes out, and you can share it. Um, and I'll, you know, I we want questions because we want to, you know, you're probably you get them all the time, but no, uh, because like I would love to have you on again and get into more depth of some of the things maybe we skimmed over, but. Um, yeah
1: I would love that I would love that
0: or or you work with it or you have recommendations or things like that like um yeah send them our way and we can like put together something else but I mean it's been great having you on I know thank um, you so much it's been a minute that we've talked about um yeah on and stuff so uh but it's and I was like I mean that I want to talk about this and this is the person I want to come on because like She's got a she's opinionated. She knows things like
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I'm honored to to be invited and thank you so much.
0: Well, um, yeah, we'll have you on in the future and um, you know, hail Satan, hail yourself. Hail
1: Satan, hell uh, yourself. Uh, and hail hecate.
0: Hell hecate, um, and hail demons or something. Um and hail Lilith. <laughs> hail Lilith. Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. If you want to slut shame Lilith, have fun with that. I'm sure it'll go well. But um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, she did mother a bunch of demons. So I would, right. I would watch my back on that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, okay. until Time. Uh, goodbye.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you.